This podcast is presented in collaboration with the Audio Production 2 class in the School of Media and Journalism at Arkansas State University. Hi, and welcome to Plot Talk. I'm your host, Ethan Looper, and I'm joined with my guest, Jacob, and today we're looking at The Commuter, another Liam Neeson action movie. Feel free to... It may be another Liam Neeson movie, but it did pretty well... Considering it's another Liam Nielsen, whatever his last name is, movie. You having a stroke? Yep. Do you need to take a minute? No, I'm good. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. So the movie starts with a little montage of Liam Neeson's normal everyday life, apparently, where he gets up, he helps his son with a book report on whatever book it is. And he and his wife talk. She drops him off at a train station and he goes to work and yada, yada, yada. He gets fired, just the usual. You know, he gets fired every day. It's just a fun montage all around. Yep. That's just nothing of the time movie, just him getting fired. Just, yeah, I I had to admit, I thought it was going to last like once or twice, but I didn't expect it to be the entire runtime, you know? I know. (laughs) That's why it's called the commuter, because he's always on the train to get fired. It's very strange. You think he would start looking for a different place instead of going back to the same one. I know. Then again, it's I may like have the... accidentally got a bootleg copy of the movie, but I I think that's how the movie really went. Yeah. But well, that's what I like to believe. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, he gets fired from his job, and... On the train ride, well, first, he doesn't tell his wife that he got fired, because he had, they have to pay for their second mortgage, I believe, and they have to pay for their son's college and all this stuff, you know, it's, it literally could not have happened at a worse time. I mean, literally, the son just went dead like every other college student. <laughs> like, it is weird how quickly everything was piling up just in time for him to get fired but though that's usually a life that happens at the worst possible time that's true and he doesn't tell his wife about what happened so he's heading you know just on his way home and on the train he's talking to one of the normal passengers and he says that there's a woman eyeballing him so he ends up he looks for for her for a minute and then just sits back down and then the woman sits right in front of him mm-hmm. and I believe the woman yeah the woman gave him like a choice like there's money in the bathroom whatever enough I don't know how much it was but there's money in the bathroom 75 grand let me double check but I am 90% sure it's like 75 grand grand or something around that but well, at first, he's she's just like, okay, I'm like this. I can't remember what phrase that was used. Oh no, it was twenty five thousand grand just in the bathroom, and then seventy five thousand whenever it was all said and done. So for a total of a hundred thousand. But the issue at first, well, at first she's just like, hey, I'm just like this profiler kind of person. I just try to see what. I just try to figure out what you would do. And she tells him that for 
no benefit of your own. You could do something that literally will not affect you in any way. But it will affect someone on this train. And you don't know what the consequences of what that what's going to happen to that person is. Would you take the money? Yes or no? I have to decline. I'd still wonder and feel really guilty if something happened to them. But 25000 though. You know what I mean? I know my my guilt will eat at me and continue <laughs> to eat at me for the rest of my life. I mean, the guilt of something happening to someone you don't know. I mean... Well, like, my thought would be like, hey, what if I accidentally killed this person if, like, they're in hiding stuff? That's what my my reason would go to, even though that's what the movie went. <laughs> but I, like, that's the first place my mind would go in that situation. It's like, okay, that's a very ominous question for that big money. Something horrible is going to happen to this person. Well, to be fair, at first, it was just a hypothetical. So until mm-hmm. he goes into the bathroom and he looks in the vent and he sees that one side's blowing, but the other isn't. So he unscrews the fin and he sees that there's a brown bag in there with $25,000. And he ta- he ends up taking the money. And he ends up uh, getting... How did he get that first call? Like, how did that happen? Because he didn't have his phone on him. He left his phone off the train by accident. Uh, Crap. I think there was a phone in there, I believe, as well. No, because I remember he ended up having to borrow someone else's phone oh yeah beforehand before you ended up uh, that's going into a bit later so i'll talk about that later but i'm trying to remember how i watched this yesterday i literally just watched this yesterday you can see it's a very memorable movie you can see oh oh right right okay what happened was he took the money, but then he was going to just get off the train without doing anything. So someone stops him and tells him that, hey, you took the money, so you have to do this and this and this. And that's a quick side note. It is weird how they just knew everything he did. You know? Well, like, there's probably, like, a camera in, in the bathroom or something. That's probably the most, like, smart thing to do is to monitor the money. Maybe, but... It's weird how much they knew, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so after that all happens, he talks to the regular guy from earlier who told him that there's a woman eyeballing him. And he writes down on a newspaper that he's being, uh, I can't remember the phrasing he used. How is this movie this forgettable? Because I was trying to make sure I took, paid attention i was taking mental notes i cannot remember the specifics of it at all i i I guess i just slept since then so it's something like uh my family's in danger yeah i I think it was something like that my family's in danger contact the police apparently he doesn't the old guy doesn't have a phone so he gets off the train and he looks at the guy, and the guy looks at Liam Neeson like, okay, don't worry, I understand, I'm gonna go call the police. Or he's gonna go to contact the police. He starts going down the street, and he sees that there's cops on the other side of the street, so he's about to cross the street to go talk to him, and at the same time, the, Liam Neeson gets a phone call from the cell phone he borrowed from a guy, and I don't know how they had that number. 
That's the movie. You can't pick a part of these little details. Yes, you can. <laughs> I can think of multiple movies where you start scrutinizing the little details and it actually gets better. Like, what? <laughs> How did well, they... there could be like a number of things that could have done. Like, they could have, uh, like, gotten people's phone numbers through a number of things. It's really not that hard to get a phone number. But, I mean, they had to get a specific phone number and know that Liam Neeson was going to keep it for as long as he did. Like I said, they were probably monitoring him through the entire train. But, again, they'd have to know who had what phone number. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... But, and, again, if you... And who set it up... Yeah, considering who set it up, it, is, it makes sense that they no, would have this detail because they have access that... to a lot of information. But he's not... Okay, we're going to talk about that later in the plot twist part later. But I still have issues with that because it still doesn't make much sense to me. So wait, how did the, how did they know the old man? Because I'm pretty sure the guitar guy wasn't... Okay, that's another spoiler. And you know what? Who cares? They They have one person on the train that we know is actively working for the bad guys that mm-hmm. we know and we know that's probably the only one working for them because at the end he's the only one that attacks Liam Neeson like before things go even more sideways and I don't remember seeing him in the cart where Liam Neeson wrote that thing to the guy maybe he maybe he uh, saw it after Liam Neeson got out, but at the same time, though, that still begs the question of why would you not show that? No, the plot like, twist I'm... is why. The plot twist is why because they they kept focusing on someone else constantly looking at Liam Neeson throughout the scene, and we learned l- later that was just a red herring. But well, my thought is like uh, they probably had cameras monitoring. That's why they knew they took the money and knew what he wrote and everything. But to never show a camera, though, at all? You know, a lot of these movies don't show, like, all that stuff, even though if they have it. Because they're really not, fo- they're not focusing on uh, the villains or anything. They're only focusing but, on him. But it, Like, the movie focused on him. I mean, I'd give you that. But at the same time, though, you have to, like, try to think of ways for it to make sense. Instead of, just be, instead of there just being, like, a quick scene where... Liam Neeson finds a camera. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I get, I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to make it seem like they're everywhere. I get that. But it's not like some dystopian future where it's like the high ups of society are doing this thing. Do we ever actually figure out uh, why did he want... Let me get back to the plot. We'll talk about this later. So, the old man dies that Liam Neeson talks to. By Truck Coon. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Truck Coon. Truck Coon. Truck Coon, yeah. What is, what is that? In anime, most people... How <sighs> Isekai started was people get hit by a truck. It's been in Truck Coon. <sighs> Okay. I can think of one that doesn't. 
I said most. I, I said I I know one that doesn't though. You know what that is? What Monster Hunter? I don't think <laughs> I watched that. What? I don't think I watched that. No, remember we watched it, the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The live action movie that's not an anime at all. Yeah, I was making a joke. Anyway, so they call Liam Neeson back, and. The woman's like freaking out, like, hey, you killed this guy. It's like, no, no, he didn't. Your people did. If anything, by the logic of he killed him, you also killed him. So. I, I, don't... I think they were going for, like, he was the most at fault for having him die because if he would have done nothing, he would have lived. They didn't care about him, they only cared about Liam Nielsen. But I mean,. I just hate the whole, oh, you killed him. It's like, no. No, the guy that pushed him did. That's who killed him. I don't know. That kind of stuff just irritates me, you know? It's just like Really grinds your gears? Yeah. It's just like, no, he didn't kill him at all. At all. You're just, you're just trying to push the blame onto him because reasons. Because plot. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Liam Neeson goes, oh yeah, I completely forgot to mention this. I don't know how I forgot it, and I don't know why you didn't tell me about it. The guy, the person, the guy that Liam Neeson is looking for goes by the name of Pren. And this is part of the hypothetical thing. You don't know what they look like. You, uh, they have a bag, but they... You don't know what that looks like either, and they don't belong on the train, as in they aren't a regular commuter. So that's part of it. So Liam Neeson's looking for people who... Oh yeah, also, he gets off at a at the very last stop on this train. You know, that's a good thing. That it waits all the way until the very last stop of the train. Yeah, imagine it was like the first one. That'd be a really short movie. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's like, you know, it's a really good thing that Pren didn't need to get off at any other stop on the way. Like, at all. It would have been funny if he would have, like, accidentally got off the wrong stop. <laughs> so like, you oh, could like, find him. Yeah, Pren gets off, and then they call Liam Neeson back, and they just go, okay, so, Pren was supposed, was supposed to stay on there until the very last stop, but we're pretty sure Pren got off now. Got off beforehand. So, uh, just put the money back. No harm, no foul. I mean, we I know we blamed you for killing a couple people. Water under the bridge. <laughs> uh, oh, right. The other person that died. Uh, Liam Neeson ends up thinking he finds Pren. And he gets into a fist fight with quote-unquote Pren. And Prin wins, funny enough. But Liam Neeson manages to sneak a... Hold on, I'm stroking out. A tracker? Yes, a GPS tracker that was given to him by the person that stopped him whenever he tried to get off the train when he first took the money. Uh, He ends up slipping the track onto that person. Liam Neeson leaves and he 
how did they inform him that that was the wrong? He ends up taking the guy's phone, but how? But that wasn't until he found the guy dead. Yeah, and he was an FBI agent too. Yep. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to. How am I forgetting so much of this movie? I tried to make sure I paid attention to a lot of it. Oh yeah, whenever Michael was. Oh yeah, the guy's name is Michael. Uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> I fi- I finally have it. Whenever he tried to leave, when the person handed him the bag, telling him, "Hey, you can't leave because reasons." There, uh, his wife's ready. I'm I'm just having trouble talking. His wife's wedding ring was in the bag too, which is a threat saying, "Hey, you don't do this, we're gonna kill your wife." But you're really the bad guy who keeps killing people. Okay. Oops. Yeah. Uh. So. He ends up finding the FBI agent who he thought was Prin, and he takes the guy's phone. And the people call that phone, and they're like, "You killed this man too," and it's just like, "No, no, he didn't." That's, uh, no, I, I don't know. I think it's just because I've watched Saw recently, and I'm sick and tired of the whole. I didn't kill them kind of thing. It's like they could have saved themselves and all this crap that they did in the Saw movies and it's just bleeding over to this one. You got anything to say? Yeah, like on a certain perspective though, he actually did kill him because again, if he didn't do those things, they would have still been alive. So to a certain degree, he is at fault as well. Yeah, but uh, again, I, ow. Of course, he didn't actually like I just hit my kill them, but he was the cause of their death. No, I think the cause of that guy's death was a gunshot to the head. But Liam Neeson, his character, marked him for death. Also, I believe if uh, he would have gotten it right the first time, he wouldn't. He would just would have done it too. Like he didn't care. He wanted the money because of what happened. Yeah. But anyway, the. Liam Neeson has to avoid police officers because, of course, the fight caused people to call the police. So they're so the police come on the train station at the next stop and they're looking for Liam Neeson. Insert some train action scene that happens or whatever. Wasn't it like a train crash? No, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's spoilers, Jacob. Well, I'm Jeez, sorry. You should be, man. I can barely remember anything about this movie despite watching it yesterday, and I still remember that. I haven't watched this movie since it came out in 2018. Why not? Why are we doing this one? I don't know. It just popped up in my head randomly when he gave a suggestion. <laughs> it's just like, what should we do for the podcast? The Commuter. When was the last time you watched it? 2018. Do you remember a lot of it? Eh. If I think about it, I'll remember it, but yeah, but yeah. Is it that memorable? No, not really. It's a Liam Neeson movie, okay? That's it. It's another standard action flick. 
Yeah. Weirdly enough, I think Liam Neeson himself said he wants to get away from action movies. Please, do. I beg you. <laughs> you don't like Liam Neeson action movies? I do. It's just like the same, the same over yeah. and over. Yes. Yeah. Just recycled. Yeah. Yeah. They are. To like fair, my favorite. Go, go ahead. My favorite Liam Neeson movie is not even an action movie. What is it? Schindler's List. Oh. I mean, to be fair, you could say that about like a lot of old action stars, too. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, yeah, it's like, really. Again, uh, so I think that's more of the effect that uh, the new James Bond has had on action films, or Jason Bourne has had on action films, or one of those two. One of those two. Like, all these actors do is, like, action flicks, and basically you've seen one of their action flicks, you've seen the rest of them. I mean, you could make that argument with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but at the same time, though, you know what, the one thing that separates all those is, you know, the one-liners. You see, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, he's, like, he's in a lot more than just action. Yeah, but, like, most of his films are action. I know, but some of his best are not action. Like what? Kindergarten Cop. I've actually never watched that. Really? It's a good one. I've, I've been meaning to. I've also been meaning to watch Commando, but that's mm-hmm. besides the point. I believe he also did like a Christmas movie, which was really good. I forgot the name of it, though. It's Jingle on the Way, and it was not good. Yep. It was decent. No. The only good thing that came out of it was that scene where he yells, put that cookie down. That's it. <laughs> I know, it still makes, still makes the mood for me. No. Also, I like the part where he set the house on fire. That was pretty good. Uh, I don't think there's a part where he sets a house on fire. Well, he sets like uh the living room on fire, not the entire house. No, I think you're thinking of a different movie. No, that's a that's that movie. It's where uh he was at that like that creepy guy's house. Where he was hitting on his wife. And he accidentally started a fire from his fireplace and saw oh, set right, the living right, room right. on fire. I'm sorry, that got overshadowed by the time he fought what happened right after where he fought the reindeer. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one too. <laughs> sorry, that, that blocked out the whole fire. Sorry. Seeing well, Arnold Schwarzenegger punch, punch another four-legged creature. It's weird that's not the only time he's done it too. Mm-hmm. He's punched a camel. Twice. <laughs> anyway, back to a I don't want to say lesser action star, but I mean who would you rather have? Arnold or Liam? Arnold. Yeah. Anyway, no offense to Liam Neeson. I doubt he's ever gonna hear this. Like if he Everybody hears this, does. I'd be shocked. Then he says as much as saying he will find us and he will kill us. <laughs> uh but Anyway, Liam Neeson, uh, after avoiding the cops, he ends up breaking the ACs for all of the carts except for the very last one, so he could force everyone to the back cart. And one of the people he thought was Prin got off on the stop earlier because they switched seats. So he ends up before he finds out who Pren is, he finds out the guy who was working with the bad guys, this guy who had a guitar bag, 
And the reason the reason he could tell that the person was wasn't who they were acting to be was that he helped him up one time with his right hand and that uh the guitar is left handed because because that's how that works, I guess. I mean, I know people who would bat left no. and Go ahead. I believe something was like uh he was talking about you play a lot of stuff and he touched the hand he was supposed to be playing it with and like it was smooth, there was no calluses from playing it, so that's a huge sign like, hey, this dude's not a player. No, I I think it was literally just Hold on, let me see if I can find it again because it bothers me. Nah. No, it's not actually showing why in this part, but no, I'm pretty sure it was literally just your guitar's left-handed and you, you're right-handed. It's like, uh, dude, you, you're lucky that the guy already pulled the gun on you so you don't have to really figure it out. But at the same time, though, there are people who do things with one hand and are predominantly the other hand. Like, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've known people who, like, bat left-handed, and they write with their right hand, and it's just like... Anyway. That's what you call being ambidextrous, or whatever. Uh, I think that's more so being comfortable being doing something one way, as opposed to it being you're completely ambidextrous. Like, for me, example, like, I go right with both hands, but for with my left, and I usually do most of my stuff with my right hand. I usually reserve my left just for writing stuff. Hmm. Weird. Anyway. Uh, he gets into a fight with the guy, and he ends up throwing him out the train window as another train is passing by, so that's fun. So he ends up figuring out the whole, oh, hey, they switched seats thing. And he remembers who was sitting in the seat with the other guy who he thought was originally Pren. And he's like, hey, you're Pren. And then he gets a call saying, hey, you gotta you gotta kill Pren now because you killed this guy. Mm-hmm. Again, one scene with a camera just to show that they, uh, that they know what happened. Just one scene that they show that there's a camera on the train. It could even just be like a, a background thing where you just like or like it could barely be in the view, so you can at least understand there's a camera. Yeah. Because there's like, there's like, maybe three minutes in between. Maybe. Like this is my problem with the whole. Oh well, they they could have had cameras. Is that if they don't show it, we have no reason to believe that they're there aside from just blind hope. It could have very well, that could very well what they've been going for, but they needed to establish there is a camera there. Mm-hmm. It's just... Or at least something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that they know things that, from the information we're given at least, we have no reason to suspect that they know. At all. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it may have just been an oversight. But, anyway... Liam Neeson refuses to kill the person, refuses to kill Pren because he's not a murderer. Moral now. He's a he's not a murderer. But anyway, he tells the person to pull the brakes on the train 
and that causes the brakes on the train to explode because they've been rigged. Because, okay, why not? Okay. What's well, a smart move, though? Yeah, but still, though. That way the train can't stop. Well, I mean, it has stopped. I'm talking about, like, before, like before though, like, if they wanted to slow down before and stuff and do something about it. You know, it's then... a good thing there wasn't another derailing. You know, it's a good thing that there was no reason for them to stop before now. I mean, I know that's probably mm-hmm. a rare thing, but still, though. Uh, anyway. Well, there was a derailing. Yeah, after the brakes exploded. Yeah. Anyway, they have to undo the... What they plan to do is uh, unhook the back car from the rest of the train, so that way only the rest of the train, you know, goes, gets completely destroyed, and the back car will probably be fine. So, Liam Neeson and some train guy, uh, they un- they're unhooking the train, for the- they're unhooking the cart from the rest of the train, and the chain gets stuck. Mm-hmm. So, Liam Neeson jumps over to undo the chain, and he can't do it with his bare hands, so the other guy jumps over with an axe instead of tossing the axe to him. Why did he do that? I don't know. He could... He could have tossed the axe. He could have... There was enough... They were close enough to where he could have just handed him the axe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the guy jumps over. You can see why I'm starting to be like, okay, you know what? This movie is... It needed some kind of rewrite or something. Yeah. The guy jumps over, and they start both using the axe to undo it. And as soon as they undo that, uh, the back car starts slowing down a little bit. Liam Neeson, uh, I can't remember. No, I don't think he actually jumps. I think he's thrown from the back car because it's the rest of the train starts to derail. Mm-hmm. So it kills the guy on who works on the train. Somehow, Liam Neeson survives getting thrown from a derailing train onto another train that's that was said to be going 70 miles an hour. I don't think he would have survived getting hit by a car standing in the road, but I guess being thrown at a train is different. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's... Why, though? Well, that's just too much, like, physics and stuff. Like, you're more likely to survive if you're going something that's also going. But no, that's the thing, though. He got thrown backwards. So there was obviously enough for so, and it wasn't like it took him a minute to hit it either. Mm-hmm. But it it's just movie logic, okay? It bothers me though. It bothers me a lot. If you got bothered by anything that is like not happened in the real world in movies and stuff, you'll be bothered for a long time because no, it bothers me whenever a movie that's trying to be in the real world doesn't obey stuff like that. That's when it bothers me. Like, MCU having unrealistic things happening, I can handle. I can handle that. That's fine. But when it's something that's meant to be more realistic to our world, and I'm just kind of like, okay, but why? Mm-hmm. I don't get it, man. 
Anyway, Liam Neeson tells them to all stay on the train, and they start putting up newspaper on the windows, so that way Pren can't get shot from these insert bad Oh, guys. so he won't get shot. Because right. those are snipers trying to kill him. But those are the no, cops out. No, the snipers didn't even show up yet before he was like, put the newspapers on the windows. They hadn't shown up. Yeah, it was like, though, for, like I said, from the cops, not shoot him. I guess, but I don't. Anyway, let's, let's get through this. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, it's revealed that Prin was... The FBI agent was escorting Prin to witness protection. And what happened is that her cousin was murdered by police officers. And she saw the whole thing. Yeah. So, who in the police force has that good of connections, though? Uh, Whatever, whatever. Just get through it. Just get through it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So they cover the thing with wet new cover the window with net, wet newspapers. The police assume, understandably assume that Michael's holding the train hostage. And they send Michael's best friend Murphy to, you know, negotiate with him. Mm-hmm. Murphy we're all good friends. And Murphy reveals himself to be the actual cop that killed that girl's cousin. And then, of course, another hand-to-hand fight. And what ends up happening is that Murphy was wearing this biotech thing on his wrist that would... It was like an idea that identified him as a friendly. And he put... Liam Neeson puts it on himself. So the snipers end up shooting Murphy. So the Prin tells the FBI what happened. Liam Neeson's exonerated. Uh, The FBI's, I know, the, his former captain's like, hey, dude, you did a really good job. You want your old job back as a police officer? Uh, oh, yeah, that was something else I wanted to talk about is that. But. Why was it him? Why was it Liam Neeson? Because, like, his friend was the villain, and he was trying to give Liam Nielsen the money because he knew he got fired. But, like, hold on. Like, throughout the whole movie, the woman calling was like, uh, was like, this person had, these people have super powerful, uh, connections and all this. I, I don't believe it was just Murphy. Like it was a bunch of diff- it was a bunch of police officers, but at the same time, though, I don't, mm-hmm. know. I don't know. It just mm. uh. anyway. Sometime later, Michael finds the woman that started this whole thing, and he 
shows his detective badge and he arrests her. And that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That was that was that. Like another classically Nielsen movie. You and I have a very different definition of classic. That's not sarcastically. Uh anyway. It's just there's so much about this movie that honestly thinking about it bothers me. Like it is one of those you sh- you shut off your brain and watch movies, which would be mm-hmm. fine if the movie was at least fun. But mm-hmm. I w- wouldn't even really say the movie's fun, you know? Yeah, it's if you've seen Taken or any Liam Neeson action movie, you've seen this one basically. Actually, there's a specific movie that's constantly uh, talked about that this film is essentially uh, nonstop. If you remember that movie. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. It's essentially that movie, but this time it's on a train. So, essentially, you watch nonstop, you watch this. Mm-hmm. And that being said, I don't want to watch nonstop. I don't. <laughs> uh, I'd rather get back to movies that I really enjoy. Um, It's... There's just a lot of this movie that's just like, why, how, like, I don't know. You got any closing thoughts while I try to compose myself? <laughs> yeah, just like another classically Nielsen movie. However, you basically see him once in Mall, yeah. But what's that one where, like, there was a runaway train? Like that one movie? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, what was it called? Uh... It wasn't a Liam Neeson movie. I think it was a Keanu Reeves movie. No. It's literally called... Oh, never mind. That was the wrong one. What did you think it was? It's all called Unstoppable, yeah. It's called Unstoppable? That's the one. Yeah. Denzel Washington. Chris Pine. I could have sworn there was a... Hold on. That movie's a lot more entertaining, in my opinion, than... Oh, okay. I was thinking of a different one. Uh, it was about this bus that has a bomb on it, and they have to go a certain mu- number of miles per hour. That's the one I just immediately went to. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought you were talking about for a minute. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I could see it, but no, honestly, this is kind of just one of those like, eh. do I hate? Did I hate seeing it? No, despite the way I've been talking about it. But I, I just go ahead. I say I get like a. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. Just average? Yeah. Yeah, same here. 5 out of 10. It's just very meh. Like, I can't really say anything on it, you know? It's just... It exists. It doesn't go for anything big. Mm Mm-hmm. Personally, what I think happened was that they got permission to derail a train, and they're just like, yes, we gotta... We gotta work this into the movie. I mean, Um, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, Funny side story. There's actually this movie that was made about a T-Rex just because this guy had a T-Rex animatronic for like three weeks and they wanted to make a movie. I think it's called like Tammy and the T-Rex or something like that. (laughs) Maybe we'll check that out. Maybe we won't. I don't know. A different podcast. Perhaps. Episodes. 
you got anything else to add to this movie? Nope, just your average film. Yeah, there's there's nothing much going on for this. It's just, it exists. That's all there is to it. It exists. Uh, so I... See ya. Ha ha.